The power of Pentecost. Man, happy Pentecost Day, Rock Church. It is the birthday of the church. Man, what an amazing time we've had all month. The power of Pentecost, man. We started out with manifestation and demonstration at first week. We went into uh, the power of revelation last week. We talked about inspired salvation. How many of you enjoyed that? Uh, how many of you have, are still living from that moment where you're able to understand that there are moments where you've got to get somebody saved and the Lord has placed it upon your heart to lead somebody to Christ? You run out of scripture. You run out of all of the things that we've taught. All you have is your testimony. Have confidence in how God has brought you through. People want to hear your experience. It's almost like when you're going into an investment or you're getting ready to purchase something. Most of the times you ask the person that's selling it to you, how was your experience? How did you experience this and what was your experience? Or if you go to a restaurant and somebody asks you to eat something new that's unfamiliar to you, have you eaten it before? What did it do to you? You always want to hear the story of someone else. It's really, really good. Today, we're gonna to end this series just right here. Next week, we've got a, just a great surprise for you. But we're gonna talk about the power of spiritual mobilization. After they receive the power of the Holy Ghost, manifestation, demonstration, after there is revelation, after there is 3,000, about 3,000 souls saved, we can see that Pentecost not only fills the upper room with the Holy Ghost, not only fills them after they are saved, but then it mobilizes the entire community to be one. We're better, we're bigger, and we're stronger when we can do it together. What is that? When we can worship God in one place, at one moment, and we can allow the presence of God to fill people like never before. I want you to enjoy the worship moment, and then we'll get right to the Word. I love you. Peace. Hey, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight, O oh Lord. It is our strength and our Redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Lord, let this moment be a time where we understand that spiritual mobilization matters. In the power of Pentecost, Father God, they were all mobilized to move together. Father God, they were mobilized, oh God, as a community to hear and to see and to experience one another under the power of the Holy Ghost. Under the power of the Holy Ghost, grant us that moment in our communities where we will grow, where we will learn, and we will care for one another. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I want you to go right to the book of Acts. We're still there, right to the book of Acts, chapter number uh, two. I want you to go right down to verse 42. We're going to be talking about today the power of spiritual mobilization. When we talk about this powerful move of God, this move of God not only filled them, not only saved them, they were not only forgiven of their sins, uh, 3,000 were saved, there was the upper room experience, but out of this 120, uh, it grew to a community. The power of Pentecost is reflected in the power of spiritual mobilization.
The power of God wants to mobilize our communities in such a way that we're able to really reflect the grace and the glory of God in our lives. Whatever it may be in education, it could be in financial reform, whatever it may be, the power of God we can see here in Acts 2, verses number, verse number 42. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. But then I want to move right back up to verse number 41 because let me bring you in here to how this was done. So then those who had received his word were baptized. Peter preaches the inspiring word. He, he testifies and he exhorts and he does this in such a way that they received his word and were baptized. And that day, that day, not three days later, not three weeks later, not three months later, three years later, that day were added about 3,000 souls. And they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread. Real quickly here, I want to talk about the reflection and the power of spiritual mobilization. How does the power of Pentecost bring us into a place where we are mobilized as a, as a church to grow? Number one, they were committed and devoted to the apostles' doctrine. We heard that. The teaching. They were committed and devoted to fellowship. They were committed and devoted to the breaking of bread and prayer. I'm hearing the Word of God. I'm hearing the precepts. I'm learning what it is to be saved. I'm learning what it means to, to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm, I'm learning what it means to love Jesus. I'm, I'm learning what it means to, 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 to really care for my neighbor. I'm, I'm learning what it is to, to be saved and to be filled with the power of God and still able to enjoy my life. Because if we look here, they just weren't fasting all day long. They, they just weren't praying all day long. It, it says that after they spent time in teaching and, 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 and formation, there was times of fellowship. Times of fellowship. Everybody had a chance to hang out and enjoy family, enjoy one another. As fellowship grew, there were times of breaking bread. Every day, everybody set to break bread together. I remember growing up, and, and my father would always say, we eat together and we talk together. It was, it was at the dinner table where we spent a lot of time talking and, and, and learning one another. It was at the dinner table where, where mom and dad really begin to, to see how we were dibbling and dabbling into things that we should not have been. Because when you break bread, it kind of softens your heart. You know, you're full at the same time, sleepy at the same time, but then you get so excited because everybody's talking and you slip up and you start talking about that girl you've been sneaking, talking to on the phone, or that R&B music, or that party you're trying to sneak to, and, and mom and daddy just sitting there talking, or, or some of the things that you've been doing underhandedly, or just some things in life. Breaking bread is a form of covenant. Not only did they pray, 
Not only did they spend time in just praying, but there was times of fellowship. I, I really believe that in this season of Pentecost, there is going to be a great time of fellowship. Uh, in this pandemic, I really believe that God is going to open back up the doors and allow us to really fellowship again. People are saying, hey, I want to hang out again. I want to I talk. I, I just want to really reconnect. Uh, this was the spiritual mobilization that took took place in Acts uh, on the day of Pentecost after it had happened. Uh, I don't know how many days uh, it was that this took place, but we're here today where we're in a pandemic and people are tired and people are frustrated and we can't do what we used to do. And, but I, I really want to tell you that the power of Pentecost is really going to restore us back to a place that when we're able to come back to church and fellowship and hug and love one another, that we will never take it for granted again. Because we will remember 2020 and we'll remember 2021. We'll, we'll remember all of the lives that were taken because of this virus. We, we'll remember the times that we were away from each other and churches were shut down and we couldn't do communion like we wanted to. We couldn't have the fellowship and the time. Uh, we, I believe that this spiritual mobilization brought them to a place where they were so committed that they decided as a community that they would not abandon their times of impartation from the apostles, that they would not abandon their times of fellowship with one another, that they would not abandon their times of breaking bread and eating as a family and eating as a community, and not only doing that, but they would devote themselves to times of prayer and intercession. When we look at the power and we look at the power of spiritual mobilization, it is not only reflected through their commitment and their devotion, but it is, but it is, but it is reflected to their commitment to the movement of miracles, signs, and wonders. They, they were so hungry that they felt like signs and wonders and miracles should be happening every day. Are we at a place to where we are so lackadaisical that we have lost our ability to be hungry for miracles, signs, and wonders? Uh, uh, this, this spiritual mobilization, it, it brought a commitment to where they expected and anticipated signs, wonders, and miracles to take place on a consistent basis. They were not only committed and devoted to the apostles' doctrine, to eating and sharing with one another, to spending time and breaking bread and fellowship and, and prayer, not only being committed to wanting to see signs, wonders, and miracles take place in the lives of others who had not been touched and filled and saved with the power of the Holy Ghost, but they were committed, I like this last one, they were committed to caring for one another. How do you and I receive the power of the Holy Ghost and we still talk about each other? How do you have the power and the moving and the indwelling of the Holy Ghost and you still gossip and backbite and lie and hate on your neighbor, the same person who was filled at the same time you were filled, the same person who was saved the same way you were saved, the same person who held your hand at the altar and both of you guys cried 
and repented to God and turned from your sinful ways, but somehow or another, we disconnect from fellowship. We disconnect from the impartations. We disconnect from times of eating and breaking bread and times of prayer. We, we disconnect from wanting to see signs, wonders, and miracles. Why? Because we're so concerned about what's happening on the other side of the street. When we look at this community, they were so focused that nothing came to distract them. They were committed to caring for one another. Can, can I give this to you? Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. We can see it down in Acts 2, where we can see they healed the man at the gate. Come on now. Signs and wonders, but not only were they committed to the miracles and the signs and the wonders, they were committed to caring for one another. Verse number 40, 44, uh, verse number 44, and all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. Come on now. They had all things in common, and they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. Come on now. Uh, the, when the power of the Holy Ghost fills you, you know what it means to love your neighbor. You know what it means to love those that, that, that despitefully use you and persecute you. But we're not talking about the persecutors. We're, we're talking about here a community that, 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 that felt a sense of awe, that felt a, a sense of reward that we're going to care for each other. That in this community, I'm not going to have more than my neighbor. I'm going to make sure that we have the same. If I have to sell off something so that this person over here doesn't have to endure struggle. Why? Because we all received the same miracle at the same time. We were all saved at the same time. We were all baptized in Jesus' name. The power of the Holy Ghost filled us all at the same time. So why? Why not we all come out of debt at the same time? Why not we all share and have, but then you have those on the other side that are saying, this is mine. When we can see that the power of Pentecost was just not a church moment. It was just not one of those moments where they shouted and everybody was running around. But we can see that the power of Pentecost was a spiritual mobilization, a movement that mobilized Mobilize people to care for one another. Oh, Rabbi. Come on now. The Holy Ghost cares for other people. Come on now. The Holy Ghost is not selfish. The Holy Ghost is not envious. The Holy Ghost is not prideful and stuck up. The Holy Ghost is not above. It's not beneath. The Holy Ghost dwells in all mankind. He says it right there in Joel, that, that I will come to save all mankind. Whether you're poor, whether you're rich, whether you're middle class, whether you're white, whether you're black, you're Puerto Rican, whatever color you are are. The Holy Ghost wants to fill your life. Come on now. But because of division, 
But because of schism, we have classism in the Holy Ghost. Come on now. Uh, uh, if you're not a part of this denomination, your Holy Ghost ain't strong. I hear people say that to me. Come on now. That's spiritual racism. That's spiritual prejudice. Come on now. Uh, because I don't speak in the Holy Ghost like you speak in the Holy Ghost. I ain't saved. The devil is a lie. Just because you ain't heard a preacher speaking Holy Ghost in public don't mean he ain't filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on now. He could be filled with the gift of administration. He could be filled with so many other things. But because all you want to do is just speak in tongues, all you want to do is just lay at the altar, all you do is just want to go to church, 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 but you don't want to feed nobody, you don't want to share with anybody, you don't want to love your neighbor, all you want to do is just be in your own closet. That is not Pentecost. Pentecost went throughout an entire community where about 3,000 were saved, and they learned to share. They learned to eat together. They learned to sit at the temple. They learned to sit at the feet of the apostles and learn what it means to be saved, to be filled with the Holy Ghost. They learned, and they were so in awe that they expected signs, wonders, and miracles to take place. Why? Because it was happening, because the glory of God rested upon the apostles and because they could see the manifestation and the demonstration they could now understand the revelatorial movement of God they could now see my God uh, the inspiring move of what it means to be saved and now they're mobilized as a community to help one another to care for one another can, can I just bring it home real quick if you are filled with the Holy Ghost and you don't love your neighbor, then I have to question, were you ever filled? Come on now. Because it says right here that they came together. A community came together. I know some people are going to be like, all graves, that was then. Come on now. Ah, come on now. That wasn't then. That is now, today. You have communities that care for one another. When you look at the Amish, when you look at certain cultures, they all eat. I, I was even reminded that, that, that over in Russia, uh, the, the, the city shuts down at a certain time so that everybody can leave work, go home, take a nap, and eat together and get back up and go to work. Come on now. They all sit down at the same time. Come on now. I remember going down to Satilio, Mexico, and during the time of the Passover, right on that Wednesday afternoon at 12 o'clock, the entire city shut down. The only thing that was open was the mall, but nobody was in the mall. Nobody was in the restaurants. Nobody was out clubbing. Everybody took a rest. They would go up to the mountains. They would gather their families. They would barbecue. They would eat. They would sit down and remember the life of Jesus Christ. What has happened to America? All we want to do is just church. All you just want to do is just church, 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 but you never want to sit down for times of impartation. You never want to sit time down for times of fellowship and remember the life of Jesus Christ. Come on now. We can see this happening here. Times of spiritual mobilization brings a community together. Come on now. Nobody was bigger than the other man. Come on now. Come on now. They all shared they all gave. They all sat together. It says it right here. And they and all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. What did they have in common? The Holy Ghost. 
What did they have in common? Salvation. What did they have in common? Repentance. Oh, come on now. What did they have in common? They had signs, wonders, and miracles. What did they have in common? Manifestation and demonstration. What did they have in common? Revelatorial preaching. Whoo, come on now. Can, can you imagine about 3,000 said that we all have things in common? We were saved together. Come on now, y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. We crossed the line together. Y'all are not hearing what I'm saying. Uh, 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 y'all are not hearing what I'm saying. We crossed the line together. Come on now. We partied together, and now we were saved together. Come on now. We smoked weed together, and now we can worship God together. Come on now. Uh, we talked to all of the girls together, and now we can do what? Be married and live and be faithful to our wives together. Together. Come on now. We made money on the street, and now we can make money for God the rest of our lives. We can do it together. We were living in this way, and now we can live this way together. Why do we separate when we get saved? Come on now. Why do we become so selfish in these moments? The power of Pentecost says, and all those who had believed. So that's saying that there were more people Oof. who didn't want to believe. Come on now. Uh, it stopped at 3,000. That means that it was about 3,000 who had believed. Come on now. So it says that there were more to believe, but they didn't. It says all those who had believed, Tracy, all those who had believed decided that we will have things in common as of today. You're going to be my brother. You're going to be my sister. Come on now. And I'm going to make sure that what I have, you have. And whatever you need, I'm going to make sure that you have it. Come on now. Because your need becomes my need. And my need becomes your need. And guess what? Everybody doesn't have to know it because we all know who's in need. Why? Because we all need to make sure that nobody's in need by themselves. Come on now. If I got all of these houses, I'm getting ready to take and share with the next man who needs a house. Come on now. Somebody needs food. I'm going to make sure you got food. Somebody needs clothes. I'm going to make sure you got. See, the Holy Ghost doesn't make a list. Come on now. Pentecost did not build the list of self-righteousness. Come on now. It did not build that list. Come on now. But we've got to be spiritually connected to the move of God, that we don't break the move of God. Because most of us only believe that the move of God happens in the church. We only believe that it happens in revival. And that's why we keep asking for revival. Come on now. This was not a revival. This was a movement. Whew. I understand revivals are needed. But we actually think that revivals brings people together. It does, but it doesn't bring them together like a movement where the power of the Holy Ghost changes one community in one day, and about 3,000 on that day were saved. Not only saved, filled with the power of God. Not only filled with the power of God, they had all things in common. Come on now. 
Common means that we all know about each other and that we understand that the common denominator is Jesus Christ. The common denominator is love. The common denominator is peace. The common denominator is not division. It is unity. The common denominator is that we will care for one another and that we will take time to be devoted for the times of impartation so that we can learn the precepts and the commands and we can learn what the fulfillment of Jesus Christ's ministry will mean to the generation beyond this generation. I want you to lift your hands today and say, Lord, will you grant us a movement that will bring us together spiritual mobilization that'll bring us together, bring us together for times of impartation. But imagine Jesus only dying on the cross for himself. And every time you sin, he says, I did that for me, not for you. Come on now. He didn't just die for you. He died for the entire world. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you do it. Father, we thank you. I rebuke the sound of the enemy now that takes my words and my passion to see people saved as if I'm desperate and I'm grumpy and I'm a bitter pastor. The devil is a lie. A pastor is supposed to lead people. A pastor is assigned to a flock, whether it's 20 dedicated people or 100. But a pastor's job is to lead, guys. My job is just not to be a pastor. If you're not leading people, then what are we doing? I'm simply just an evangelist. He said, be a pastor. Tend, feed, shepherd my lambs. As he lifted the bread, he broke it. He blessed it. Your body was broken. For us, in Jesus' name, we partake. The blood that you shed was for us to win people to Christ, to make disciples to share the good news, to share the gospel. Your blood is why we do this. In Jesus' name. I love you, Rock Church. We have to do better. Loving God's people means that we have to be connected. Have a great day. I love you. I appreciate you with the love of the Lord. I thank you, God, for all of those who believe in the Rock Church. I thank you for all of our leaders. I thank you for each and every one that has sown. But, Father, you have more for us to do. So, Father, we ask that you forgive us for being slothful and not desiring to see the move of God take place. This is our prayer.
In Jesus' name we pray. From my heart to your heart, I love you.